You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dr. Lauren Noel, host of this lovely podcast. So great to have you. I am enjoying my 2022 so far. Been a busy start here at the clinic, and um, we've just been having a lot of fun, getting a lot of traction with this detox program here at the clinic. And um, I've also been having a lot of fun with a lot of content creation in the behind the scenes that I'm looking forward to at some point releasing to you guys. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while and you feel like you want to have some help looking into some health issues, I'd be happy to work with you. I am currently accepting patients. I work with patients locally here in San Diego, and I also work with patients all over the country via phone or zoom. So location is not an issue. If you are not close by And basically how it works is we hop on a call or we do an appointment in person. I do a full intake with you, which is basically an hour of a deep dive into your health, looking into your whole history. And then from our visit, I'll decide which labs I want to run for you. So most patients I do full head to toe, looking at all your major body systems, looking at liver and kidneys, your thyroid, cholesterol, immune systems, when inclusive infection, I check deficiencies on every patient. So all your vitamin and mineral levels, all your antioxidants and things like glutathione and alpha lipoic acid, all these different nutrients we talk about on the show. I want to check that and see what that looks like for my patients. I also look at leaky gut, which we talk about on this episode, and I check gluten sensitivity on every patient. So that's basically everyone that I look at data wise. And then depending on the individual, I may add on some hormone testing. We may look at toxin levels. We talk about that on this episode. So maybe looking into glyphosate testing, if you've lived in areas where maybe there's a lot of farmland. I also do neurotransmitter testing, stool testing. So it's just a very deep dive into your health. And then from that information, I put together a health plan for you. So on the health plan, I go into what type of diet I think would be best for you, which um, foods you should avoid and which foods you want to be eating based on your deficiencies and your food sensitivity testing. I also will recommend which supplements would be the best fit for you. If you're local, I may prescribe medication if you need it, maybe hormone replacement therapy. And then if you are local, maybe IVs or or shots, if, if that's necessary for the individual, but just so much that's right at my fingertips as tools. Remember conventional medicine, there's really not much more that you're going to get from that route besides medications and surgery. There's really not many other options going the naturopathic route. You have so many different options. And most of the time medication isn't even something that's considered because there's so many other things that can be used for healing. So anyways, I'd love to work with you. If you need some help, even if you feel good and you just want to get some testing done, maybe you have conditions that run in your family and you want to prevent these issues. You don't have to be sick or feel bad in order to be a patient. It's, it can be about optimizing your health. So to learn more about it, to get an appointment set up, you go to shinenaturalmedicine.com information on there. You can get our contact information there and we would be happy to help you. All right. So before we jump into this episode, I want to give some love to our show sponsor, Paleo Valley. So 
you will learn a lot in this episode about the importance of quality of what you're eating. So genetically modified organisms are in so many foods that we aren't even aware of that we're getting in our daily diet, whether it's at restaurants or at grocery stores. And so being really conscious of the foods that we eat is very important, especially our fruits and vegetables. So I love Paleo Valley. All of their ingredients are organic. So none of them are genetically modified and they also have a high absorption of their nutrients because they have enzymes, they have very easy to digest formulas. So my very favorite product that they carry is their organic super greens. Why I love it. It's non-GMO. There are no cereal grasses, so it's not irritating to the digestive tract. It's gut friendly. So again, there's really, there's some great enzymes to help you to digest this, this formula. And then, so here are some of the superfoods. I get really excited about this. There's organic kale, broccoli, spirulina, spinach, kale sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, collard greens, parsley, broccoli sprouts, turmeric, and then some other superfoods like acerola cherry, there's carrots, ginger, lemon, there's even more, I'm not going to go into all of them, but really clean. And it, it tastes sweet. It's not overly sweet. It doesn't have a fake stevia sweet. It's sweetened with monk fruit. It's more of kind of a gentle sweetener. And my son loves it. He's two years old and he actually drinks it. So he's my gauge for how good of a product these are for kids. And it's, it passes the test. So if you want to get the organic super greens, highly recommend it. You go over to paleovalley.com at checkout. If you enter Dr. Lowe, you get 15% off. So enjoy that. And also shoot me a message over on Instagram. If you're loving these different products, I want to hear how that's going for you. All right, you guys, let's jump into the episode. We're going to talk with someone who I am a huge fan of. I've fangirled on this one. So I know that you will love this one. Enjoy. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm really excited for this episode. I was just telling my guest before recording that I've been a fan of his work for over a decade now. Um, just so amazed at just the, the courage that my guest has, especially now more so in this industry. We'll get more into the topic later, but really excited for this episode. And so we have Jeffrey Smith on the show. He's a leading spokesperson on GMO health dangers. He's authored two global bestsellers, directed five films. He's delivered a thousand lectures and a thousand interviews in 45 countries, trained 1500 speakers and organized over 10,000 grassroots advocates. So he's a busy guy. He is now sounding the alarm about the serious, even irreversible hazards from the genetic engineering techniques, which can lead to health and environmental catastrophes. So it, it might be a little bit of a heavy show, but we want to just present facts to you guys, truth to you guys, and just provide some hope and some things that can be helpful to protect yourself. So he leads the global protect nature now coalition, urging governments to stop releases of all genetically engineered microbes. So we have the wonderful Jeffrey Smith on the show. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate having you. Thank you very much. Yeah. We met years and years ago through yep. a mutual friend and it's great to connect. Yep. Wonderful having you. And so let's dive into this topic. Why is this something you're even into? Why this particular subject? Well, I have a slogan that says, think huge. Thinking big is so last century. We have big <laughs> issues that we need to step up to. Yeah. Now I'm going to give you a little scenario, which it rarely gets bigger than this. So gene editing is a new form of genetic engineering, which is so cheap and easy. If you have a little lab, you can do it for the price of dinner, creating new microbes and spend some more if you want to create new insects and trees and grass and 
butterflies and bacteria and all that. And if we allow the market, so to speak, anyone, high school classes, college classes, companies, governments, to go about their genetic engineering, then we are now creating GMOs released into the environment that self-propagate. The most common result of genetic engineering is surprise side effects. Now we have set these little biological time bombs into the environment where we don't really know what's going to happen. But we do know that as hundreds of thousands, and particularly in the microbe area, millions of these get released, we are replacing nature. So future generations will not inherit the products of the billions of years of evolution, but rather the products of laboratory practices prone to side effects long before we understand the implications of those changes. A single genetically engineered microbe featured in my most recent film, Don't Let the Gene Out of the Bottle, was nearly released, but a graduate student happened to be doing some research on this microbe, which if it had been released as planned, could have theoretically ended terrestrial plant life on planet Earth. Another one was blocked by a court order, prepared to be released. It could have theoretically altered weather patterns. So these, that's our single microbes doing what it was that they were intended to do, just doing it too well or in too many ecosystems. But we know from the pandemic, microbes travel around the planet, they mutate, we may not realize that they also swap genes with other species. So if you release a genetically engineered microbe, well-meaning for the benefit of some soil microbiology, it may end up in the guts of humans, in the Sahara Desert, it may end up all over the place. And not only that, but it may pass on the gene that you changed to a dozen or a hundred or a thousand other types of microbes, each having evolved and co-evolved with their system in a fine-tuned way, but now burdened by something that was man-made and prone to side effects, we don't know what can go on. We do know it's an existential threat. So if you ask me why I'm involved in this, because I don't mind taking on big issues, huge issues. In fact, I was leading this movement to help consumers learn about the dangers of GMOs because of their health issues for 25 years. And now we have 51% of Americans and 48% of the world consumers believing rightly that GMO foods can be dangerous to health. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of the globe, I've been following GMOs and involved in it. And now that GMOs 2.0 is around, I need to pay attention and let the world know about it. Mm-hmm. thousand percent. Well, thank you for all that work you're doing. And it's very, yeah, it really hits you when you hear the reality of the situation. So for folks who don't know anything about GMOs, this is new for them. What, what does this mean exactly? What are we talking about? What is, what's a GMO? Genetically modified organisms. So typically that becomes affected by who your parents are and you get the genetic inheritance. But you can also take genetic material from one species and force it into the DNA of other species. Or you can send in gene editing equipment and that can knock out a gene or rearrange it or cut and splice. So basically you're taking the genetic code and making artificial changes and then releasing that organism in to do something. 
Most GMO foods are engineered not to die when sprayed with herbicide. So Roundup Ready soy, corn, cotton, canola, sugar beets, and alfalfa, huge crops with millions and millions of acres, are engineered not to die when sprayed with Roundup. They're Roundup Ready crops. And the Roundup gets absorbed into the crops, lodged in the food, eaten by us and by animals. And the GMO process itself has been shown to create significant damage in the laboratory studies, the few of them that they've conducted. And when you put together the toxic impact of the GMOs and the Roundup cocktail on top of it, we see more than 30 common diseases rising in parallel with the increased use of GMOs and Roundup. And now that we've more understood the modes of action of GMOs and Roundup, we can explain why 3,256 people in our survey reported getting better from 28 different conditions, the same conditions that people reported getting better from in informal surveys at 150 lectures and, and medical conferences, the same problems that afflicted lab animals, force-fed GMOs or Roundup, or the precursors of those problems, the same problems that that pets and livestock showed to get better from when they were taken off of the GMOs, or in some cases with pets put on organic. So we have a lot of evidence now that GMOs and Roundup are two of the most significant health problems we face. And now with GMO 2.0, people can gene edit microbes for, with, a, with a do-it-yourself kit for $169 bought online. And for a few more hundred, they can have a much more versatile laboratory and create who knows what and release them without any government oversight or concern. It's wild. So that can be a little scary to hear. Let's talk about what happens if you eat a food that's genetically modified. What does it matter? What does it do? Well, it's interesting that we don't have human clinical trials. The FDA scientists who were asked to create a policy for GMOs in the early 90s suggested human toxicological studies and all sorts of studies. They said GMOs are different than traditional breeding and could lead to risks such as increased allergens and toxins, new diseases and nutritional problems. But the White House had instructed the FDA leadership to promote GMOs. And so the FDA brought in Monsanto's former attorney, Michael Taylor. Monsanto creates the Roundup Ready crops and the Roundup. They have the biggest stake in the GMO game. Their former attorney, Michael Taylor, was put in charge of FDA policy when the GMO policy was created. And in spite of the consensus among the scientists at the agency that GMOs were different and dangerous and needed to be tested, the policy claimed that GMOs were not different, not dangerous, and no testing was necessary. So it was an abdication of responsibility. Taylor then became Monsanto's vice president, later the US food czar, and we realized that no one's protecting us in DC. However, when you look at the animal feeding studies from the very early ones, potentially precancerous cell growth in the digestive tract, smaller brains, livers, and testicles, partial atrophy of the liver, damaged immune system, damage in every single system that they looked at. A more recent study, over two years with rats, the, the first study results were just within 10 days. Rats fed GMOs for 
two years, had multiple massive tumors, they had premature death, they had organ damage. It goes on and on. Roundup, a longer list of diseases. Why? Because we have more data, because more studies are required on chemicals. Not a lot of studies are required in the world on GMOs because of the FDA lies, the fraud about the fact that it was supposedly no different. So there was no real in-depth investigation. Those that do conduct investigations are typically attacked, sometimes fired, right. silenced, threatened, etc. And I've written about them quite extensively. What would you say to someone who says, oh, well, the mice were exposed to such a huge amount and that wouldn't be the amount that a human would get in a food? Well, let's talk about Roundup for a second. The When they did that two-year study, they fed rats GMO corn that was Roundup ready that hadn't that had been sprayed with Roundup and they got multiple massive tumors, early death and organ damage. So what is it? Is it the Roundup or is it the corn? They designed the study to find out. Another experimental group had the Roundup ready corn without the Roundup and they also had multiple massive tumors, early death and organ damage. Aha, it's the corn. But another group had just the Roundup in the drinking water and ate natural corn instead of the GMO. And they had multiple massive tumors, early death and organ damage, and way, way more than the controls that had very few of these. Mm. So it was both the Roundup and the GMOs independently and together. But when you look at the amount of Roundup that was fed to the rats in the low-dose group, it was parts per trillion. Mm. And it was, I think, 123,000 times more lower than that which was allowed by the EPA. I have to remember that number. I think it's 123,000, 127,500 times lower than the amount allowed by the FDA in our drinking water. And a follow-up study proved that the Roundup caused non-alcoholic fatty liver disease at those levels. Mm. Now, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease has become epidemic in the United States in recent years. About 30% or more of the population have it. And those that have it have glyphosate, the chief poison in Roundup, in their urine. And those that have the more dangerous version of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease have more glyphosate in their urine. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of evidence pointing to this. And a study came out yesterday, which confirmed again that Roundup was causing non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in rats. So there's an example of a very low level, way below that which is allowed by the EPA, that could cause a disease in rats. And the, the, EP, the, the allowable daily intake is based on per body weight per day. So it's not like the rat is fed to the same fed the same amount that would be acceptable for the human it was brought down in proportion to the body weight of the rat mm, that's that's wow yeah so that whole argument <laughs> doesn't really hold up and these things are cumulative too one of the most common things i see with patients would be hormone issues and so many of these issues i find are connected to toxin overload, this environmental burden, and it's cumulative. And we store toxins in our fat. So if you have a lot of fat accumulation, you're going to have more of these chemicals. And, and also important too, that if you do a bunch of weight loss, you're going to release a lot of these chemicals too. And just really important to think about the health implications with this. I do a lot of testing for these toxins too. Over the years, I've been practicing about 12 years now, and 
over the last few years doing a lot more extensive testing into a lot of these chemicals. So doing glyphosate testing and everyone has it in their system. It just depends yes. on the level of it. You mentioned 12 years. It's great you said that because I was wondering. I've spoken extensively to physicians who worked for many years before GMOs were introduced mm -hmm. because they have a before and after picture. Mm -hmm. So in one of my recent movies, Secret Ingredients, Dr. Michelle Perro talks about the dramatic increase in her patient population around 2000. GMOs were introduced in the food supply late 1996. There was accumulation, exposure increase, increased number of acres. And by early 2000, she was seeing levels of disease and complications and disease that she had never mm -hmm. read about, let alone treated. And she happened to read one of my books, put it together, started experimenting and noticing when she put the individuals on an organic diet, the kids got better, but so too did the family because everyone in the family was now eating organic and the mother lost weight, the daughter, her ADD went away, the father's kidney condition got better and the autistic son who she was treating got better. Mm. And she finds that in some cases, diet alone can reverse things as serious as that. Uh, I was talking to Dr. Barbara Royal, who's a veterinarian and she's Oprah's veterinarian and she's written books and she too saw things in early 2000s with pets oh, that yeah. she had never seen or, or studied and then she figured it out that it was GMOs and Roundup and she says she first thing she does with her patients is put them on a healthy diet without GMOs and Roundup and within a few weeks 90 percent of the cases are managed right. she doesn't even need to intervene after that yep. no because medications that's what's causing it. no yeah. surgery yep I remember talking to Dr. Fox, Michael Fox, who is the author of uh, a syndicated column, Animal Doctor. He had 25 to 30 million readers, and he was in a particularly uh, unique position to gather what was happening in the world of pets in the country. So when GMOs got introduced, he started getting letter after letter from pet owners saying, there's chronic diarrhea, there's itching, there's all sorts of aller allergic reactions. He writes back individually, immediately put them on a non-GMO diet. He has a file cabinet filled with verifications that was in fact the problem and that it went away. If you look at the movie Secret Ingredients, we have a dozen people there who switched to organic and things went, things changed. We have two boys who are on the spectrum who are no longer on the spectrum. We have a chiropractor who puts all of her infertile couples on an organic diet along with her chiropractic and 100% have had children, 100% success rate. You'll skip the numbers in the film. It's remarkable. People who had brain fog and overweight and digestive problems, all of these things, just exactly what we found in our surveys and in the thousands and thousands of testimonials that I've heard personally. So the skeptics can remain skeptical but I recommend that they switch to an organic diet and do a symptom diary and take a look at all of their symptoms rated one through 10, including their energy level, including their mood and the percentage of organic they've eaten that day and put it in a spreadsheet and take a look at what happens. In the film, Secret Ingredients, there's some doctors that, that are excited when, not just when their patients change their diets and get better and as they say, their autoimmune disease symptoms go away or their joint pain goes away, but when they cheat later on and the symptoms come back because that proves to them yep. that there's a problem and then they're more conscientious than ever before. Yeah.
Absolutely. So what's happening in their system? I know that I think I heard you do a lecture at a medical conference years ago. It's coming back to me, but I think you were talking about the interplay with genetically modified organisms and the bacteria in one's digestive tract. That is one of the pillars of what's going on. Mm -hmm. We know that GMO genes, or at least part of them, can enter the DNA and integrate into the genome of gut bacteria. But as soon as that was discovered, the pro-UK government that was funding it pulled all funding and they never checked to see if, for example, the insecticide producing corn transferred intact insecticide producing genes into our gut bacteria, causing us to produce insecticides on a 24-7 basis. However, we do know that Roundup is a very potent antibiotic that kills the beneficial bacteria, the lactobacillus, the bifidus, the bifidobacteria, the healthy stuff that we want, and it doesn't kill easily the negative E. coli, the salmonella, the botulism. So when you look at the mixture of the gut bacteria, the population before and after Roundup has been applied in one of these experiments, the change in the microbiome can explain these 28 different conditions that people got better from mm -hmm. in our survey when they switched to non-GMO and largely organic food. Wow. That's just one of the foundations of health that are knocked to pieces by Roundup. Another one is that you can put human cells in a Petri dish, put in a drop of glyphosate, the chief poison in Roundup, and watch the cells on video separate. Leaky gut. There's an article out of Harvard that says leaky gut is the cause of all disease. Mm -hmm. So there's another long list just from leaky gut. Yeah. There's another thing. Roundup glyphosate was originally patented as a chelator grabbing minerals because it pulled the minerals or descaled them off the walls of the industrial boilers and pipes. But what it does is it grabs the minerals and makes them unusable by our system. Mineral deficiency is related to a long list of diseases. Glyphosate damages the mitochondria related to a long list of diseases, including cancer, including accelerated aging. It yeah. blocks the intercommunication between cells, the gap junctions, as well as the tight junctions, which we mentioned. It damages the DNA. And a study that came out yesterday showed it that Roundup and glyphosate have a serious effect in affecting those particular RNA molecules that govern cancer. It was determined to be a probable human carcinogen by the World Health Organization's chief committee. It causes birth defects, according to numerous studies, and epigenetic changes, where you inject Roundup into a pregnant mouse and the great-grandchildren suffer the most. They didn't check the great-great-grandchildren, but 90% of the great-grandchildren had serious disorders compared to the controls. It also can block the production of the precursors, the tryptophan, and the tryptophan has two serotonin and melatonin, and tyrosine to dopamine, which means our neurotransmitters, our happy chemicals inside us, may be deficient, which can explain the problems with ADHD mm -hmm. associated with GMOs and Roundup, the problems with insomnia and other sleep disorders, Parkinson's through dopamine, all of these things. And in addition to that, it can cause a 
lack of balance of hormones. So if you look at those, I've just mentioned the foundations of health in modern viewpoints for allopathy, naturopathy, all of these different things. They understand the microbiome, absorption of minerals, leaky gut, hormones, neurotransmitters, mitochondria, and all of these are damaged by Roundup and glyphosate. Right. That is so wild. I mean, anything that someone deals with health-wise can be linked to this particular issue. So I, I talk about this with patients all the time. I test leaky gut on every patient because yes. um, I don't care what they're coming in for. If they have a dermatology issue, we're going to test your gut. If you have a hormone issue, we're going to test your gut. Allergies, brain issues, mood issues, all of that. And correct, all of this can be connected to GMOs. So can people have even a little bit, like maybe some ketchup on our fries or is this like zero? What are we talking about in terms of just managing how to navigate this on our daily life? All right. So first of all, everyone's going to get some inside their system and that's just the way yeah. it is. So what I say is if you inadvertently or happenstance have GMOs and Roundup in your meal, don't worry about it. The GMOs and Roundup are toxic. Worrying is toxic. You don't need to add the toxic worry. Just enjoy your food, do the best you can and whatever you get, enjoy it and don't worry about it. Just do as, as good as you can. Now, in terms of how to, it's important to understand that GMOs and Roundup are related but separate. Mm -hmm. There are GMOs that are not sprayed with Roundup, that are not sprayed with herbicides at all. There's a non-browning sliceable apple, so you can it's like an apple that lies about its age, a Botox apple. Wow. And you can buy that on Amazon, pre-sliced apples. No way. They're genetically engineered. You have a lot of potatoes now are genetically engineered not to turn brown when sliced or bruised. So we end up with a lot of um, dangerous, toxic potatoes on the market that you can't tell because normally you can eliminate them from the supply chain if they're and you, bruised. You would know. You can go to the store no. or go to the restaurant and just get some fries and you could be having right. some GMO fries. Exactly. So there's also papaya and, and pink, pink um, pineapple, some zucchini and yellow squash. Uh, soon there'll be salmon. These are the GMOs on the market right now, besides the soy, corn, cotton, canola, sugar beets, and alfalfa, all of which are used as animal feed. So all of the animal products that are not organic or 100% grass-fed, etc., are suspect in terms of animal feed. But that doesn't eliminate the issue. Roundup which has been one of the heroes of our story that we need to, or the, the, the anti-heroes, <laughs> is that Roundup is also sprayed, the grains and the beans and legumes just before harvest. So it's found in high concentrations, especially in oats and wheat and lentils and chickpeas and mung beans, because it's a desiccant, it dries down. It will kill the crop, but that's okay. It's about to be harvested. It'll force fast ripening because the energy gets pushed to the offspring, so to speak, for the next generation when the plant is dying. It kills all the weeds in the field just before harvest, so you've already handled the, the, the weeding for the following year. So it's very convenient for the farmers, but it loads up our food supply with Roundup. So when you are seeking healthy food to avoid GMOs and Roundup, the easiest way is to buy organic, which is not does not allow GMOs or Roundup in the use. Mm -hmm. And if you can't buy organic, at least buy non-GMO, but also become familiar with the heavy hitters for 
glyphosate residues. We have a report at responsibletechnology.org or with the Institute for Responsible Technology. So responsibletechnology.org. And you can see all of the test results that we did that other groups have done on the raw materials that we eat, the fruits, vegetables, beans, grains, as well as in some cases, the brand names, the packaged processed foods. And you'll take a look at what you like to buy and you'll notice whether it's in the high amount or the low amount category. And in all but one case, the organics are way lower or non-detectable. Sometimes there's problems with some organics because of contamination and occasional fraud, but it's typically an oasis where we want to focus on that. So when you think about the price of organic, throw your health budget in there, your medical budget in there as well. When you think about saving the world and saving the poor farmers and farm workers from using this toxic stuff, mm -hmm. throw your philanthropy budget into your food budget as well. Now you're going to save money, and many people do, on your health budget. You're going to eat healthier food, feel better, have more energy, and be contributing to a better world every time you go to the supermarket. Absolutely. You throw it into every single budget. It's going to give you that fuel to make everything happen. You're going to feel so much better and be healthier. I'm looking at this website. You talked about the responsibletechnology.org. It's wonderful. So many great resources, so much teaching in here. I can see the list you talked about, the different foods. Really great. Very handy. So good. Any Anything else? We could talk about this all day. I love this topic. I think this is so helpful. So for patients who, let's say there's someone listening who they've just eaten crap their whole life, just mm -hmm. fast food. I'm sure they've had just a ton of these different GMO sources in their diet. What can they do? I know for, for myself with patients, I'm testing for these different toxins. I'm testing for leaky gut. I'm checking for glyphosate, things like that. And we have ways that we help with detoxification. We use things like glutathione. We do saunas, you know, using different binders to help eliminate through the gut. I'm curious if you have anything that you give as ideas for people on how to heal from these issues. It's a great question. I get that a lot. And what you've described already for detox is something I've heard over and over again. Detoxing is particularly important because glyphosate blocks the detoxification mechanism of our cells, our liver, and possibly kidneys. So all of the other toxins that are normally released through our detoxification mechanisms, whether it's the NRF2 or the using the P450 cytochrome pathway enzymes in the, in the gut, these can be disturbed by glyphosate and then all the other toxins stick around and wreak havoc as well. So detoxification is very important. Now we've already mentioned that the gut bacteria is damaged, so we want to repopulate that with healthy bacteria. Mm -hmm. And we also mentioned that the minerals become deficient because right. glyphosate grabs on, so remineralization. It's actually an extensive list because there's so many things that it interferes with. Right, it's whole Mitochondrial body. health, et cetera, leaky gut. I attempted to help people answer that question by interviewing scientists, Dietrich Klinghardt, Joe Mercola, Lee Cowden, Kieran yeah. Krishnan, and Zach Bush, Tom O'Brien. And I, I created a little course called Healing from GMOs and Roundup which is at livehealthybewell.com. And I would say if people are looking for one coherent protocol that I've homogenized from all those great experts, they're, they're going to have to look elsewhere because it's way above my pay grade sure. to, yeah. to, to answer. I'm not a practitioner, 
But when they have someone like you who knows the system and has done the tests, they'll know where the damage has taken place. Because you'll see in the film Secret Ingredients, the family of five had 21 chronic conditions between them. But each person had their own conditions. The mother was paralyzed and had a whole list. The older son had was on the autistic spectrum and had a list. Then the mid-son had mood issues and constipation and digestive issues. The younger son had eczema all over the body. The father had a breast tumor. And when they switched to organic, and they had first tested the family and tried gluten-free and, and commercial dyes-free and commercial soy-free and all these things. They knocked it out and the symptoms improved, but they still had these conditions. When they switched to organic, they all went away. Mm-hmm. And as Kathleen DiChiara, who's become a diagnostic nutritional clinician, she points out that it was the same poison or toxic input expressing itself differently in each person, Mm. in each member of the family. And when they took out that input, the body's intelligence cleared it and got rid of the symptoms. First, the easy to see symptoms, the skin conditions, and then later his son was no longer on the spectrum. And so when I say, what's the best for your patients? You, (laughs) Because, because you'll be able to find where that toxin has manifested and where it needs to be treated but for the generalists, they can just listen to the whole healing from GMOs and Roundup. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's actually a couple of the different people you mentioned have been guests on the show. Dr. Tom O'Brien's one of my closest friends, and, and he's always talking about the weak link in your chain, right? What's your weak yes. link that you have? And that's how it manifests for you. So let me tell you a story about Tom and I, because okay. I visited him. In <laughs> I have his, many. I'd love to hear yours. <laughs> yeah, I visited him in, in Italy. We toured a little oh. bit. Yeah, I know his wife and I just haven't met his new. I was invited by Mary's Gun Crackers to participate in a press conference in New York with Mark Hyman and a Mm -hmm. chef. I was called Beyond Gluten. And I had been sitting with an idea that gluten sensitivity is enhanced by GMOs and Roundup and that the explosion in gluten sensitivity may be caused in large part by the consumption of GMOs and Roundup. So I called my friend Hyla Cass, who's written 10 books and yep. knows everyone. Yep, know her. She's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, so she and I are close. And I said, okay, I need to speak to a gluten guru to find out because I'm speaking at a, at a press conference with Mark Hyman with the New York Press. And she introduced, she told me about Tom O'Brien, gave me his number. So I sat in this parking lot somewhere and I said, Tom, uh, you don't know me, but here's my thesis and here's why. It damages the microbiome. It creates leaky gut. It activates the immune system. He goes, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. (laughs) Everything, all that you told me, if those are true, it will help provoke a gluten response. So I asked him and my friend, uh, Dr. Stephanie Seneff, a senior researcher at MIT, to help input along with one other expert biochemist person to input on a paper that I was writing. And I introduced the concept that Gluten sensitivity is caused by these things. And then a few months later, Stephanie Seneff and her partner had a way more complicated biochemical paper published in a peer-reviewed journal showing that the all of the symptoms of celiac and gluten can be explained by Roundup, every wow. single one of them. And in our symptom surveys, people report getting better from gluten sensitivity, significantly in many cases going away completely when they switch to an organic diet. So 
You mentioned Tom O'Brien. He's the gluten guru. He's mm -hmm. also the autoimmune disease guru. And yep. autoimmune disease, leaky gut, all that related to GMOs for sure. That's so wild. So what you're saying is because of the alterations in one's body from the GMO exposure, it then creates a gluten sensitivity. So they can't process that. Yeah. This was okay. also mentioned by David Perlmutter in the film mm -hmm. Secret Ingredients, where he said, first of all, the whole autoimmune disease, which or, or the sensitivity to gluten, et cetera, can be related to leaky gut. So these large undigested proteins get into the system and then the very modern immune system start to attack it. And they all take pictures of it on their, on their iPhones and post it on their Facebook so that anything that looks like that is attacked by the entire system. But they use old iPhones, unfortunately, so it's pixelated and people get it wrong. And so the immune system attacks the thyroid or the pancreas or something else, thinking that it's one of these large lumbering proteins. So that's autoimmune disease. It's these hyperactive immune cells with bad iPhones. So you end up with these large lumbering proteins coming in and they then create this reaction. So what are the basis of that? You have the leaky gut, which is promoted by GMOs and Roundup, you, and also BT toxin, which is that insecticide in corn, which actually drills holes in cells. That's mm -hmm. how it kills insects, and it might do that inside us as well. Now you also have, one of the aspects of glyphosate is it suppresses digestive enzymes. Mm -hmm. So now instead of digesting quickly these proteins, they move more slowly, Wow. And now you have these large lumbing undigested proteins like casein, like gluten entering the immune system, which has already been activated and hyperactivated by exposure to GMOs and Roundup. There's inflammation going on in the Things like BT toxin create allergic responses, not just to itself, but to other formerly harm harmless compounds. And now we're hyperreactive with, with an overtaught ecosystem of our immune, our immune system. So now that's the basis. That could be the perfect formula for gluten sensitivity, milk sensitivity, and autoimmune disease. Wow. Quite fascinating. You have to put all the, the dots together. It's all connected. Yeah. So really just to make it simple for you guys listening, the main takeaway is eat organic and do what you can to keep a clean lifestyle, good quality foods. And most importantly, you're, you're supporting businesses that are doing this right. Go to your farmer's market, support local farms, support companies. Do you have any favorite companies that people can, maybe they're not near something that's healthy in the farmer's markets. Can they buy something to have sent to them? Well, there's a company Azure Standard I got to know they have 33,000 drop points in the United States for lower cost organic food. So if you don't have a farmer's market and all the things that you need locally, as your standard, they can ship it to you. It'd be more expensive, but you can be part of a buyer's club in your area and put in your weekly or monthly order and load up with staples that... And that's A-Z-U-R-E, right? Yes. Okay. Great. Okay. Wonderful. Now, I want to say that the good news is we got pretty heavy here with all the we things did. that could go heavy. Cool. But whether uh -huh. you're a rat, and you probably aren't listening because you're busy, too busy to listen to podcasts, whether you're a rat or a human, people and animals get better when they switch to organic diets. It happens. You can look at the changes in the organs. After uh, a mouse was on GMO soy 10 months, damage to the testicles, damage to the liver, damage to the kidneys, switch for a month to non-GMO soy and it gets better. 
you, you, you expose the, the gut to gut bacteria, to GMOs, and then you take it away and it can build back. So it does work to switch. Obviously, if you have someone like Dr. Lauren to help you, go for it, but at least switch over to organic as much as you can. Yeah. And by doing this and by telling others about it, we will kick these out of our food supply. Yeah. It's on the way out. There's been these lawsuits against um, Monsanto, which was purchased by Bayer, the aspirin maker. And there's been a lot of rejections in the market of GMOs, forcing major companies to replace GMOs in so many of their products. And that's because people are doing the right thing for themselves. I love hearing the, the hopeful ending on this. And, and we all make a huge difference with this. That's what it's about is, is talking about it, voting with your dollars and, and educating each other. And there's one thing that we started with that we're leaving hanging, and I want to give the good news on that too. Mm -hmm. That is the genetically engineered microbiome and the potential to replace nature with GMOs. After 25 years of leading the discussions out there on the health dangers of GMOs in terms of the food, when GMO 2.0 came in and we realized that our choices in the supermarket will not be as effective in stopping genetically engineered microbes. The microbiome is all important. I hope everyone listening either knows that or finds out more about it. And it's at risk. It's at risk from releasing a single genetically engineered microbe or a million of them in this generation, which may happen if we don't stop it. So at protectnaturenow.com, there's three things that people can do that are going to be very effective. The first is <clears throat> watch the 16 minute film don't let the gene out of the bottle. That'll give you a much more profound understanding. It's like the alarm that everyone should listen to and pay attention to because humanity has arrived at this inevitable time in human civilization where we can redirect the streams of evolution and wreak havoc with very little effort. And that means we need to redefine our role. Now that we can destroy the gene pools, we need to protect nature. Yeah. So that's the 16-minute film. Then go to the advocacy platform right there on the same homepage. Click there when you enter your address, all your local officials and federal officials may show up depending on what campaign we're using that month. Mm -hmm. You can click and send a message to them, click and send a message to the local and regional media near you, click and send a social media post. And then wow. when you're done there, you can go to the donate tab and donate on a monthly basis, whatever you can afford that you can deal with each month to be part of the team, because this is not something that we can afford to take 25 years to solve. And right. it's not something that can just be solved in the United States. We need to open up offices around the world. We need this as part of laws, making it illegal to release genetically engineered microbes. We need it in popular culture and in academia. I've been flown by governments to their countries to talk. I did that in Poland. I remember praising their non-geo position with the Minister of Environment in a press conference. One week later, a new pro-GMO government was voted into place. So laws alone are not gonna do it. We need popular culture, academia, Everyone needs to know in the same way they know about climate change. They need to know about never, ever risk all future generations with GM, gene-edited GMOs released in the environment, especially those that can damage the microbiome. Mm -hmm. So please support us. Please watch the film and please take action. And then that taking action 
will allow you to be a vehicle to get it out to others. Yes, absolutely. And it, all parents, especially if you care about the generational health, it's, it's really vital. What was the website again? protectnaturenow.com okay protectnaturenow.com okay we will make sure to put all these links in the show notes for all you listening if you're driving you don't need to write these down so appreciate you coming on the show and spending the time with us and i know you probably at times feel like a broken record because you just educate people so much on this topic but really appreciate all the hard work and anything we can do to help support you happy to i'm happy to start donating even just a little bit this is a group effort we're all in this thing together so we all yes. need to be a part of the solution i'm um, happy so to say you. i'm happy to say that great donor to the institute oh, I'm sure and I, sure. I and thank you and, and being a broken record it works <laughs> it's work can, yep, yep. yeah i say the same thing in 45 countries and it works <laughs> there you go awesome have a wonderful rest of your day and thanks again for coming on the show thank you so much I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.